0: Let's take a minute and, uh, and pray before we jump into the Word. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this week so far. It has been amazing the things You've been doing. It's been uh, exciting to see You, you moving. Um, Lord, the, You deserve every bit of our worship. God, I pray that we continue to sing to you like you deserve. And Lord, your Word has been so good. It's it's not because I'm any good, it's because your Word is just there. It's, it's hard to mess it up. It's hard to, to, to not see uh, the wonderful truths uh, that you that you have, have presented to us. And so, God, I pray that in the next few minutes as we, as we go into this next session that you would give us renewed focus, uh, that you would get rid of any distractions, you would get rid of any tiredness. Lord, I know we've been doing a lot this week. God, give us uh, strength and endurance and and mentally uh, the the desire to keep up uh, so that we don't miss a bit of what you're trying to tell us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So you have two verses to go to. Let's see. You need to find probably Matthew 6 first and then go back to Romans chapter 8. I hope that so far... You know, I think that's, that song that, that Jake sung just a minute ago that we all sung, wow, that's very loud. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the Firm Foundation, it is very fitting because this is what we're trying to do here is for some of you build a firm foundation. For others of you that may have heard some of this stuff, it's to reaffirm that foundation. Um, reaffirm the firm foundation uh, uh, of, of things that you can build your life on. Um, you know, Jesus changes everything means he changes your whole life. And um, I hope that yesterday in your discussions with your small groups afterwards, um, that you were able to continue to sort out, because I'm giving you a lot this week. I'm giving you a lot of Bible verses, I'm giving you a lot of principles, a lot of big ideas, and I know that it's a lot to take in. And we're like at our halfway point now, and you're going, huh, there's, there's so much that I want to hold on to, or maybe you're just eyes glazed over and you have no idea what I'm talking about, but... Uh, the reason I have you write these things down, the reason I want to try to help you to get as much of this while we can is, is so that you can build a foundation from that. When, when we get back, and we say this every year, and, I, and we mean it more and more every year, that it's just as important for you to do these things, to know these things, to live these things when you get back home right it's 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 actually kind of i don't want to say it's easy but it's easier for you to hear god and to make good friendships and make good decisions when you're pretty much forced to right it's hard to it's hard to make bad decisions when you have chaperones going don't do that don't do that that's dumb don't do that right it's a lot, a lot easier when the real world is happening and you can slip through the cracks you need to have that foundation you need to set those things in there. And, and one of the biggest things that I think will help us to actually have Jesus change everything and not just the first week in August of 2022, if you want Him to change everything, then He has to change your prayers. He has to change your prayer life. Prayer is one of those things that either you love it or you're not really sure what to do with it. Right? And even the one, those of us that love it sometimes don't really do it Right? And, and I'm not here to tell you that you have to say certain words, you have to have a, uh, some of you will say, hey, pray for us, and you're going to go, I don't, I don't want to pray in front of everybody. What, you want to pray in front of everybody, Emma? What's no? the big idea? The big idea? We're going to tell you in a minute. Just, it's okay. It's all right. You can tell that's your child. Right. What's the, you did a big idea every time, I want to hear that big idea. We're going to get to that, I promise. Um, but, I got me off track. What was I talking about? Stuff praying in front of of people. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like even there's grown men who like, I don't want to pray in front of people. And that's because we don't quite understand prayer the way the Bible tells us and the way the Bible shows us. And so all day today, we're going to talk about prayer. And I'm hoping that maybe tonight, maybe as you go about your small groups, that you will maybe spend your time praying more than talking. Right? Because listen, I love the talking. I love the, the conversations y'all have been having. But some of y'all are good at talking. Some of y'all, and some of you, and some, I'm not saying who, but I just say probably a lot of you are good at talking. And it's not always words from God, let's be honest. Sometimes it's you running your trap, right? And that's okay. But trying to think of a way to say this nicely. Uh, your, your time is better served talking to God sometimes. Right? Now you want to talk to each other, but I think we treat God a lot of times the way we treat our, our, our friends. Where we're talking. Remember I was telling you about those people that, that they don't really care what you're saying. You, they just are talking at you and they're not actually engaging in a conversation because all, all I want you to do is hear what I have to say And so you are just a vessel to hear my story. That's not how God should be approached. That's not what prayer is. And many times we treat prayer like, all right, God, here is my wish list. I want to tell you all about it. And once I'm done, amen, I'm on to the next thing. And you're missing out on the best parts of prayer. And so the big idea, here you go, Emma. The big idea for today or for this session is if we want prayer to work, We have to do it God's way. If we want prayer to work, yes, some prayers do not work. I could go, that's a whole other sermon, but there's, there are scriptures in the Bible that, that will tell you that your prayers aren't going to work if you do certain things. But if we want prayer to work, we have to do it God's way. And so today I'm going to give, this is going to be a super practical, um, Session here that I hope you can take some of these things and 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 as soon as you read soon You could walk out of here and start putting this into into practice one of the best prayer hacks, right? You, you ever seen like those YouTube videos that are like life hack, five awesome life hacks you can't live without. Yeah. And it's like, take the, take the top off of your, uh, off of your bottle before you drink it. Oh really? Oh wow. What a life hack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Close the door in the close your, your front door to save energy. Yeah, I get it. Right. Some, some of them are ridiculous, but, um, I, one of my favorite life hacks ever though, this changed my life was when you eat a cupcake some of y'all have seen me do this when you eat a cupcake it's weird because you got the icing on top yeah. and you get a you get a mouthful of icing and then all you're left with is the cake and you want a good balance right so you gotta take the bottom, t- bottom. Take the bottom of the cupcake and put it on top of it and it's a cupcake sandwich oh, that's how you eat a cupcake. that is how to eat a cupcake yeah. I'm. I'm all. I, I will bet money. I'm gonna go up to heaven and be like Jesus. How do you eat a cupcake? We're gonna see how Jesus eats a cupcake. No, he doesn't eat cupcakes. Eat but cupcakes. probably we probably won't need cupcakes. But uh, that's a whole other sermon for another day. But that's a great life hack. But I want to give you some prayer hacks today because what I think what's holding back some of you from praying more is you don't know how to pray. You go. I feel weird praying this way. Do I have to pray out loud? Do I need to start a certain way? Do I need to do things a certain? I just feel, I don't, I don't know how to verbalize to God what I'm feeling. And what if I pray something wrong? What if I pray something bad? What's going to happen if I do that? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to hurt somebody? I've, I've heard it all. And so I want us to figure out today how to pray with scripture Right? The, the one of the best prayer hacks for your prayer life is to literally pray the Bible. Because the Bible works. Right? The reason I think that you're like where do you get that? Um, write down Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 uh, gives me kind of the idea of why. Uh, Jake can you put Isaiah 55 up there? That's us okay. We're, we're, we're even now because I totally blew off one of your songs earlier. <clears throat> um, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground. All right. He's painting a picture and this is kind of wordy, but he's painting the picture here. It says rain and snow come down from the heavens and they stay on the ground uh, to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow producing seeds for a farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. That thing you're holding in your hand there, that book you're holding in your hand. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to. It will prosper everywhere I send it. He won't fail. His Word won't fail. His, his Word works. And so if you want your prayers to work, it will be a good idea for you to And as much as possible, and and hear me, I'm not saying that you can't freestyle your prayers, I'm not saying that sometimes you pray whatever is on your heart, but if your baseline for your prayer life is praying Scripture, praying the Word of God, you're going to see, you're going to plant seeds that will always produce good fruit right? Are y'all keeping with me on this metaphor here that, that when you pray and plant a seed, you plant a seed in a relationship, in a friendship, in, uh, in school and whatever else, you know, let's say you're praying for your friend, you're praying for a family member and you plant a seed and say, God, and you, and you plant the word of God in prayer, God's going to make that grow. He's going to make that produce good things. It's, it will prosper. So that's why I was like, man, we need to learn how to pray scripture. And by the way, when I learned that I loved prayer that much more. I know I'm a pastor. I'm not supposed to say this, but over the years I've struggled with prayer. I like to do, I like to, I I like to live these things and read my Bible, but praying about it always was, was my weak area, right? I I don't want to pray about it. I want to go fix it right? If, if, if Titan's having trouble, I'm not going to pray for him. I'm going to go and help him, right? Why do I need to pray about it? I know what to do. But ever since that was my, that's not a good mentality to have, mind you. That was, that's a weakness that God has been working on in me. But I've realized that if I pray the word of God, then I'm getting, when I, I don't have to go, oh, I guess I got to pray now, right? Have y'all ever done that one? Man, I hadn't prayed in like a week. Oh man. Uh, God, I know I'm behind. Where, where do I start? <laughs> right. Um, but when you're praying the word of God and you're writing it down and you I know it sounds nerdy. Some of you love that stuff. Some of you are like, I ain't writing it down. I'm telling you it's easier. Right. I was a solid B minus student in school. I only, I only wrote down what I had to, but when I started writing down my prayers and, and putting and, and making my prayers scripture based my prayer life took off. I actually loved to pray. I enjoyed praying. And so, that's what I want to kind of help us to figure out today. But let's look at I, at Romans chapter eight. There's a couple verses here that kind of help us understand why praying the Word of God is important and the, the principle behind it. Romans eight, it includes, it just so happens to include, uh, I didn't mean to do this, but it's included some of my favorite verses. We talked about today um, We're going to be in Matthew 6 and Romans 8. And these are some of my life verses that I love so much. It says in 26, it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. I just told you I was weak in this area. Well, the Holy Spirit will help us in our weakness. For example, and y'all check this out we don't even know what God wants us to pray for, you don't even know where to begin. And I know if you felt that way, understand that's normal. But the Holy Spirit, it says, prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads, with, uh, pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. If, if that's in your Bible, we're going to come back to that, but underline in harmony with God's will. We'll talk more about that this evening, but... Romans eight twenty six through twenty eight. That's probably twenty seven. End of twenty seven. Thank you. Um, in harmony with God's own will, he, the Spirit pleads for us in harmony with God's own will, and we know that. And this is my jam right here. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. So, here's what you need to understand from from that passage there. Those couple of verses. You need to ask God what you need to pray for. Have you ever had a conversation with a friend, and they only talked about what they wanted to talk about? And they found a way to, to turn the conversation back to them at every waking moment? Like as soon as you started talking about, oh yeah, I, and then they go, but well then I did this, and you don't get any say? That's, that's aggravating. I don't know if you've ever had a friend like that. Trust me, you will, because people are like that, they're selfish but our sinful, selfish brains and hearts, we don't even know what we should be praying for. You have to be humble enough to admit that you don't even know where to start. You don't even know a direction to go in. So, we have to ask God, we have to ask the Holy Spirit, because when you, I hope you know that when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, comes into your soul, comes into your mind and begins to guide and whisper to you. And so sometimes all I know is I need to pray. And so I'll say, God, show me what to pray about. I just try to give him a blank slate and he gives me a heading in the middle of it. Now, sometimes I got my list, I got my things I'm ready to pray for, but sometimes I just have the urge to pray and then I let God fill in the blanks. I let God set the topic, right? So we need to ask God, so maybe write that down. Ask God what I should pray. Another thing you need to understand is the wording doesn't matter. I ain't no good talking very good. It's okay. You don't have to know how to talk. You don't have to know what to say. The Bible says right here that God knows your heart. And so if you call somebody the wrong name and you, you're praying for somebody and you forget their name and you call them Micah or something like that, uh, then guess what? God is going to bless Xavier even if you call him Micah. Because God knows what you're talking about. And so if you misquote a Bible verse or you say something, have you ever, (laughs) it's bad when you say it out loud. There's been a couple times in prayer that I've, I've been like saying things, but it comes out wrong and it sounds, it ends up sounding super weird and awkward. And you're like, that's not what I meant to say. I take that back. Right. That's okay. It may be awkward for the people in the room that you say that weird thing, but it's not awkward for God. He knows what you're talking about. And that should set you free. That should take the fear away of prayer because He knows what's on your heart. And sometimes the best prayer is... That was amazing. Right? God's like, amen, I I hear you. Seriously, the groanings of your heart that only He can understand. When you're so distraught, when you're so uh, wounded, when you're so angry that you just God's like I hear you. I understand. He doesn't need you to say it just the pitch perfect way. So don't worry about that. Just go to him in your anger, right? There's been times I've been so angry, I've I've prayed for things and went, wait, that probably didn't sound, you know. That probably wasn't good. That probably wasn't from a heart of love. And God's like, "Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to listen to that prayer." because I'm God and I know what's, but I, but I understand, right? Just because you tell me to blow that guy off the face of the earth, right, that you're mad at, doesn't mean that I'm going to actually do it. God's like, you're not the boss of me. I know what I'm doing, right? So don't worry about the wording, but understand that the Holy Spirit is the go-between. Y'all, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you're not prayed up in the Spirit, then Prayer is just a ritual. It's just running, flapping your gums, right? The first—I'm convinced that the first prayer that God really hears is a prayer of salvation, right? I mean, He hears it, but the one—the one—you the, interact with God in a different way when you have the Holy Spirit in you. It's the—it's the telephone line. It's the translator. The Holy Spirit—he is the go-between between you and the Father. So. That's Romans 8.28. So I hope that you understand. And again, this is why Scripture is important, because it also helps you understand more about prayer. But let's look at Matthew chapter 6 now. This is going to have some verses you've probably heard of. Uh, this is where they, he does the Lord's prayer. You ever heard of the Lord's prayer? Right? Um, you, sometimes you used to before... We, we got uh, into canceling everybody that you used to say it in front of, I remember saying it before basketball games and football games and stuff, right? The coach would put your hand in, all right, our Father, who art in heaven, you know, they don't do that anymore. But it's even outside of the church this is known. But it tells us a little bit about how to pray in, in a scriptural way. This is what it says in Matthew 6, 5. It says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues everywhere uh, where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that's all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Now, Paul's right here, we got more to go, but let me just deal with that for a minute. That doesn't mean that every time you pray in public, you're doing something wrong. Right? If someone asks you to pray, or, you know, what we did about five minutes ago when I started praying, does that mean I'm wrong because I'm not in my, my private place? No, there are moments for public prayer. But what y'all are going to have to make sure you don't do, the more you grow in God and the more you grow in your knowledge of Him, is to start, is to start being, uh, being a show off about it. Right? There's some of you that, that have no problem public speaking and can pray in public, and that's no problem. And so you're gonna go, I'll pray, dearest Heavenly Father. And like, where did that British accent come from? What, they're using thousand these, like the King James Version, and what, what is that? Jesus said, you don't, you don't have to be fancy pants when you pray. Some of my favorite prayers, I, I prayed for years with a group of men in Liberty at Hurricane James, and they were just simple guys that sometimes they, they were all over the place, they would ramble, which is not always great as we're about to see, but, but sometimes they would just say very simple, that doesn't sound very Christian-y, but they just talked to God. And I was like, man, this is, this is encouraging for me, and it was effective prayer, because they didn't waste space with a bunch of fluff, Right. Some, some people pray like you do writing a term paper that you have to get, a, you have to hit a word count. So you like find every way to, 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 uh, to make a sentence twice as long as it needs to be. Um, you gotta do that in prayer. Don't do that in prayer. Cause wow people go, wow, they're super spiritual, but that's all the blessing you're gonna get. God's gonna be like, yada, yada. Okay. He's not gonna bless your prayers the way you would if you were humble about it. And if you realize that your prayer life is between you and God, it doesn't matter what other people think. Read verse seven. It says, when you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. Again, that's what I'm talking about, the fluff. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. So, pray like this. And verse nine gives us the Lord's prayer. Our Father in Heaven May your name be kept holy, or back in certain translations say hallowed be your name. Hallowed be thy name, name, right, if you're a KJV. Uh, May your kingdom come soon, and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, in some of your Bibles it will say your daily bread, or the food we need. Again, I'm reading the New Living Translation, very practical, very modern language here. So, your daily bread is that doesn't mean you're praying for just bread, right? You're also praying for meat and veggies and taters too. Um, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. This is a great template. If you're going, I don't know where to go first in prayer. Maybe start out doing these things, and you don't have to say these things word for word, but Look at the ideas and the principles behind these verses. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. You know why he said that? Because you need to realize you're not talking to your boy. You're not talking to your sibling. You're not talking to a pal. I mean, you are a friend of God, but you're also talking to a holy, heavenly God. So watch your mouth, right? Watch what you say. Understand that you are approaching the throne of the universe, and what a great opportunity it is for you to talk and bend the ear of the thing that of the God that created everything. It's a big deal. It's not just sup, bruh? Right, our Father in heaven, you're up there. You're holy, and may your name be kept holy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take your name and abuse it. I'm gonna keep it holy may your kingdom come soon. There's that whole idea of a kingdom. You're, you're asking God for his, his rule and his reign to be in your life. So already before you, before you ask God for that relationship, before you ask God for that thing that you're wanting, ask him for his kingdom, ask him for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. At, pray that wherever you go. That's why we have uh, in a couple of places in our church it says in Siler City as it is in heaven. Cuz that's what we pray for. We pray that that Freedom Family Church, that our households, that our, our 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 little atmospheres that we're in are a little taste of the kingdom of God in the middle of Siler City. Now the whole the whole Siler City ain't like that. But we want to do the best we can to make little pockets of of kingdom come, little, little heavenly detours in the city. So that's why we pray for that. Give us the food we need. Again, it's okay to ask for God to supply your needs. Here's a big one. Forgive us of our sins. Before I go asking, the first thing I ask for is forgiveness. Lord, point out the stupid stuff I've said today. Point out the sinful thoughts that I've had today. God, before I I can even think about asking you for more blessings, show me what I need forgiveness for, and then please forgive me for it. Sometimes I don't even know what I need forgiveness for until he taps me on the shoulder, metaphorically speaking, and says, when I say, Lord forgive me of, and then he's like, oh yeah, I can forgive you for this, for this, for this, for this. I'm like, oh, 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 I did a lot of stuff today that I need forgiveness for. So ask him and, and then ask him not to help, not to let us yield to temptation. What does yield mean? Sure, Surrender, give in, right? To, temptation is pulling you in every which way. God, fortify me. So before I, and rescue me from the evil one, I'll, I pray against, uh, you know, the, the evil that's around me, that's, that's trying to influence me. And then start praying some other stuff. But I, a lot of times will between that and then there's another verse, um, oh, I can't remember where it is now, but it says, We enter your gates with thanksgiving, we enter your courts with praise. I think it's a Psalm, or it might even be in Revelation, I can't remember. But, but so sometimes when I'm praying, I, I also start by saying, God, I enter, I enter your presence with thanksgiving. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for, And I start off thanking Him for this and that and the other. And, and again, that's Scripture. That's me praying Scripture. Um, and that's what I have, I've gotten to do with my prayer journal. This is kind of a newer one that I've I've switched over because what you'll find is if you have an active prayer journal you fill it up and then you go oh I want some more stuff to pray about maybe I should get another journal and another journal and so sometimes and sometimes there's seasons in your life where you're praying for something and then that thing resolves itself or God tells you to move on and you don't pray for that thing quite as as uh, intently as you used to but this is what I do in my prayer journal let me give you some examples. So, on Sunday mornings I have some particular prayers for our church. So, um, one of those are for me. I I know, you know, most of the time I'm preaching every Sunday. Um, John 3.30, if you want to write that down you can. John 3.30 says, He must increase and I must decrease. Right? That's just a very simple, it's part of a bigger thing that's happening in the discourse that Jesus is talking about there. But what, what John recorded Jesus is saying is even Jesus was asking for himself to be decreased so that the Father can be increased. And so that's a prayer of mine when I know I'm, I'm going to go talk to somebody about Jesus, or I'm going to preach. You guys might not be preaching, but you may have a conversation you know you need to have with someone you love about Jesus, or about anything, but that you know you need Jesus' help with. So that's a great prayer, is just pray John 3.30. Lord, just increase and decrease me, turn the Sarah down, turn the Haley down and turn the Jesus up. Cause they don't need to hear from Sarah and Haley. They don't need to hear from Paige. They don't need to hear from Tyler. They need to hear from Jesus through Tyler, through Paige, through Caitlin. So increase in me, decrease me. That doesn't, you know what I mean? That didn't come out right, but you know what I mean? He knows what I mean. That's a good, that's a good scripture to pray. Uh, another one I pray is um, Ephesians 1 17. When I'm praying for our church, I pray Ephesians 1 17. May God grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. When I'm getting, when I know that we're about to have a session where you could gain knowledge, wisdom and understanding, I ask God for his help in that because there's so many things that could distract you while I'm talking up here. There's so many things that, you know, you're you're thinking about other things, you're about to fall asleep, you're thinking about what's coming next, you're thinking about what that person said. And I want God to grant us a spirit of wisdom where we listen and we understand the the good stuff that's in front of us and we take advantage of it. So that's another prayer. Um, There's like uh, Romans 15 30 through 32, I pray that as well. And again, some of these I've morphed, like I'll show you on the screen here in a second, uh, where I've changed the first person to third person or whatever to make it fit what it, what it means to pray. But um, Romans 15, 30 through 32 says that we would strive together in prayer and be delivered from the enemy so that our service would be acceptable and we would have our joy refreshed by our company. Oh, that's a good prayer. I'm going to So I pray that for Freedom Family Church on Sunday mornings. I say, Lord, help Freedom Family Church to strive together in prayer. Help us to be delivered from the enemy uh, so that our service today would be acceptable, so that what we do today would be good for you. You would like that. You would enjoy that, God. And we would have our joy refreshed by each other's company. Those are prayers that God's like, I like that. You quoted me. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to bless that. Here's a couple, I'm going to put some on screen here. I'm going to show you kind of practically how I do this. So let's say you want to pray Colossians 1. All right, this is what Colossians 1, 9 through 12 says. We have not stopped. By the way, if you ever want to find some good prayers, go through the New Testament and normally at the beginning and end of like these letters that Paul or Peter are writing, they have little prayers that he prays for the church. And Paul says to the Colossians church, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will. By the way, wouldn't that be great if you had knowledge of what God's will is? If you were in a weird, crazy situation and God gave you the gift of, they're gonna say, hey, Lila, this is my will for this situation. I know it's crazy, but but this is my will. Okay, cool. Wouldn't that be great? We can ask for that. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will, and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. The way you live your life, then, the way you live your life will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened by all His glorious power, so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father." So, I would take a, verse, a couple verses like that, and then I would, I would just change some things. This is how I would pray it. God, please give Freedom Family Church complete knowledge of your will. Give us spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray that the way Xavier lives his life will always honor and please the Lord. I pray that Houston's life would produce every kind of good pr- fruit. Please help Tyler to grow as he learns to know you, God, better and better. We also pray that Hank will be strengthened with all your glorious power so that he will have the endurance and patience he needs. May Krissa be filled with your joy, always thanking the Father. <laughs> Easy, right? And powerful. I don't know about you, but God is much better at writing prayers than I am. And, and again, I'm not saying you have to only pray scripture, but that will make your prayer life come alive. And all you have to do is just insert other people's names, insert people in your mind, and insert other situations. Here I'll give you a couple more examples. Psalm 2411 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him. That seems like a statement, right? You don't, that's not necessarily a prayer. That's a, hey, this is what it is. But how could you pray that? Well, you could pray, Lord, by the way, sometimes, again, praying doesn't have to be asking. So sometimes you can just pray and amen the stuff that God's already said. And God's going to be like, Word, that's right, I said that. Lord, the whole earth is yours and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to you, including the people of Fountain Run, Kentucky, of Silas City, North Carolina, of Randolph County, of Chatham County. May the people, may. May they people. May the people understand the depth of your love for them today. It's a great way to turn Psalm 2411 into a prayer. 2 Timothy 1.9 is another example. God gave us, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Not only is that a great truth for you to know for your life, but it's a great thing to pray. God, you have saved Freedom Family Church and you have called us to live a holy life, not because we deserved it, but because it was your plan from the beginning of time to show Freedom Family and all of us your grace through Jesus Christ. God, you say, you can, you can take your, our church family out and put your family in, or your friend group, or your school, or your job. You can pray these things, these scriptures, and they'll come to life. And so, I know I've given you a lot of examples, a lot of things to work with, but that's what I want us to begin to try to do on an on a intentional basis. You need to have purpose in this. It's not just, all right, I guess I'm going to pray. And what you do is if you don't have a plan for prayer, most of the time you're only going to pray about three and a half minutes. And you're going to get ADD'd. You're going to see something shiny. Girl! And you're not going to be praying anymore. If you don't have Scriptures and and purposeful thoughts. By the way, my prayer booklet is not just Scriptures. It's it's prayers that I riff off of every week. So go back to... I pray that your presence will, over, will overpower our human efforts, uh, empower, and bring, supernaturally empower our attendance, our worship, our prayers, our, our giving and my preaching. guard the reputation of our church. Uh, those are not all, but I, I know that those are things I need to pray about because they're important every week. All right It's kind of like you know how a teacher will come back and say, "This is what you need to study for your test and give you the bullet points so make sure you're talking about this, make sure you're studying this, make sure you're, that's okay to do for your prayer life. To say, I know that if I don't pray against my lust, I'm going to have problems. So maybe that needs to be at the top of my list. Maybe that anxiety that I've been so, working so hard to pull myself out of, I need to ask Jesus for a fresh batch of help every day. Pray that all these things, you do them in the morning, as soon as you wake up. You do them in the evening, before you go to bed. You keep them with you, and in the moments of weakness, you have something to pull out and and put your mind and your heart on that is going to take your prayers to the next level that 's going to cha- and, and again it 's not just these empty religious you know speeches so many times i 've seen people that that just feel like they 've got to make some big speech every time they pray that 's not what prayer is about prayer is a conversation between you and God that will sustain you that will help you to understand His Word better and, and, and it will change the direction of your life. So as we go into our groups, when they, are we, we still got time for our groups? All right. So as we go into our groups, let's try to spend some time praying today. Instead of just telling, you know, instead of making jokes, instead of telling everybody about everything, why don't we spend a few minutes praying with each other. Let's, maybe if we do these in small groups too, you'll break the ice. Remember how we talked about you do something once. I remember the first time I was asked to pray in public. Uh, I I know it's hard to believe because I won't shut up in public now, but I remember the first time I had to do that, I was petrified. But I did it once. It broke the ice. And it got easier the next time. So maybe y'all pray in a group of five or 10, and then it'll be a little easier each time you do it. And then next time, you, then when we're in a group of 15 or 20, and we say, hey, Paige, pray for us. Like, you know, like this morning. Paige's like, um, okay, I can do this. And she did it. Now, on Sunday morning, when I say, Paige, would you open up our service in prayer? Um, she'll say, sure, Pastor Ben, give me the mic. She'll get her best English accent and take out her KJV and she'll lay it on us now. Um, so let's pray one more time. Pray before we pray. And then let's get to it. God, thank you for the gift of prayer. Thank you for these, these guys who have an opportunity to hear from you. It's crazy that you think enough of us that, that we would, that you would allow us to talk to you. And forgive us of the times that we've just been all one-sided conversation, that we don't listen to you, that we don't pray the things that you want us to pray. God, I pray that you would change our prayers. You would give us a love for prayer, that we wouldn't see it as some silly uh, ritual of religious people, but we would see that for the gift that it is, that we get to talk to the Creator of the universe and, and and you talk back. God, help us to understand that. Give us a supernatural love and desire to pray. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get to it.